Hunters presents. I got it. Welcome to Iconic. Yes, we did it. Suck it. Suck it. (laughs) Everybody that hates on us, you know who you are. We did it. We we got it. It works. Uh, Welcome, welcome to Iconic, Mister Wonderful, Zach Hilton. Uh, and uh, this is a special one there, Zach, because it is uh, a Friday the 13th. Ooh, scary. Ooh, scary day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. But you know what? It's the most exciting time of the year besides Halloween because it feels like Halloween on a different like month. Like, it's crazy. I enjoyed this so much. By the time you've heard this, I've had four O'Doodle-Doo Jasons. Oh, by this you son of a bragging bitch. Uh, I love you. <laughs> yeah. I love you. Are you going to oh, doodle do one of those up to me? Yeah. No. No? I mean, come you on. Know what, you know what, though? That made me re- uh, get reminded of something. Brooke said if you lived here, she would let you have her seat for Quiet Place, too. <laughs> on another note, we're not here to talk about that, you son of a bitch, as well. Uh, or the fact that you've already enjoyed all those Jason Voorhees donuts while I'm just sitting here probably, mm. uh, you know, at this point in time, you know what I've done? What? Probably watched some video I'm going to need to pray to God for forgiveness for. Uh <laughs> Friday the 13th what's changed <laughs> nothing uh, <laughs> I'm still a dirty pig yep uh, <laughs> <laughs> well listen I'd be one of the first ones to die probably in a Friday the 13th yes. film let's be real here because uh, if, if I if I was in a Friday the 13th movie there's only two characters I could be and yeah. uh, one of them is the stoner and obviously they don't make it. Well, stoners, though, in some of the Friday the 13th films at least make it midway. Um, right. Or I'm the sex crazed guy that goes off and dies instantly before the stoner. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I'm both, which means I'm really screwed. You're really dead at this point. Like, yeah. Like, you get the worst killing. Yeah, I get the worst killing, which, you know what? Scratch that. I'm, I'm, I'm scenario three. I'm getting the worst killing in these films, yeah. baby. Yeah. And who wouldn't mm. want the worst killing in uh, Friday the 13th film, honestly? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. For sure, for yeah. sure, for yeah. sure. I'm I'm going to die at some point. I, like, I always picture myself as a survivor, but I'm obviously not surviving. Yeah, but there's, that's fine. there's a difference from uh, tonight when we survive in the video game to uh, actually yeah. being at Crystal Lake. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And that's just because I'm the guy that's going to help the final girl get out, but I'm totally going to die. Yeah, yeah, um, and, and you're not going to pull a Tommy Jarvis and escape with the final girl. No, no, I mean, all of us want to be a Tommy Jarvis. Yep. Like, I need that shirt, like, <laughs> I'm a Tommy Jarvis. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, but speaking of Tommy, that's where we're starting. We're starting his trilogy 
of Friday the 13th right now with Friday the 13th. What are you laughing at? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to, I didn't want to sidetrack us for a second. But now all I'm picturing is you wearing that shirt and like a yeah. real Friday the 13th scenario kicks in. And everybody's like, well, we have a Tommy Jarvis here. And you're just you like, do not. yeah, oh, hold on while I go and get into my full Tommy Jarvis attire. And you go into the bathroom and then you never come out and they go in and it's just the shirt laying on the floor because you, you just bolted. <laughs> you were like, nope, yep. I'm not Tommy Jarvis. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not wearing that sweet jean jacket. Yep. Nope, nope. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I was laughing at because in my head, that's the whole scenario I saw. So you'd be like, well, we have a Tommy. Yeah, that's you slowly creep out of the room to take the shirt off um, oh my god i love that i yeah, love that so hard yeah, yeah. so uh, so yes, yes. <laughs> the trilogy we're uh talking about friday the 13th the final chapter part four mm. the final chapter and i i don't really like this synopsis on imdb but i guess it's a uh, where we're going to start anyways but after being mortally wounded and taken to the morgue murderer jason Voorhees spontaneously <laughs> revives and embarks on the killing spree as he makes his way back to his home at crystal lake so yes the, the movie begins where part three ends where I kind of enjoy that. I like that both two and three and now four have that like continuing Asian kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and it, it's pretty funny because this movie begins in a hospital and I really forget if I, I swear I've seen this, but originally majority of this film was supposed to take place at a hospital. I think. But because Halloween 2 did that, that's why it, like, oh, kinda, yeah. like chops down its time. I could be wrong about that, but I have heard, like, a Friday the 13th has had that in their storyline before, but felt like, oh, we can't do that. Yeah. Um, or maybe it was part two. I don't get, you know what? Who gives a shit? They're all the same movie. Um, <laughs> but... But it is interesting that the joke is that Jason, you know, doesn't like when people are doing it. And immediately that's what this movie begins with is like a coroner and a nurse about to get down to action. Mm-hmm. And and that's what revives them. And I've never seen a nurse have a zip up shirt, by the way. That was wild. Oh, you just you just aren't going to the right hospitals, my friend. Apparently. I <laughs> um, but yeah, that's how the movie begins. And then we're introduced to the Jarvis family, which is Tommy Jarvis, Mother Jarvis, and Sister Jarvis. <laughs> uh, they really were stretching there in that script, aren't they? What do we name them? Mother Jarvis and Sister Jarvis? Like, why do they that's need right. names? Uh, oh my god well trish is the daughter's name but if you look on imdb it does say mrs jarvis um but this film this film has two major stars in it it has Corey feldman playing tommy jarvis which we've seen him live in concert so think about that for a minute that's not a bragging thing (laughs) (laughs) that's not one of those bragging things nope my bad nope Oh, my bad. Uh, that's one of those, uh, we but, actually did that? Uh, right. Uh, at least the ticket didn't also, cost us anything. <laughs> no, the ticket did not cost us anything. God, what a good night that <laughs> we was. We saw Corey Feldman we'll for free. 
one night we're going one day we're going to put out a podcast which is just us goofing around telling stories um but also this movie stars crispin glover from the back to the future fame um oh and and does he ever have a a sequence in this movie oh does he ever have a story arc in this film Oh my God. I mean, Jimmy is such a funny character. Like, you know, he's best friends with that one dude who keeps calling him a dead fuck. And like his whole goal is to bang in this movie, which again, that's the Friday, the 13th way. That's the story they're giving. You know what I mean? And throughout this movie, what's wild to me is I feel like just people died to die. It's Mm -hmm. not even like they're going to be major characters. They're just, oh, we're going to put people in this scene just to die. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, at this point, though, well, I know, though, at this point, like, they really, uh, they really, like, were behind the idea of, yeah, this really is going to be the final one because slasher films at this point kind of were starting to decline. So Paramount was even on board with it, which is why they called it the final chapter. But it does right. feel like one of those, like, yeah, we're just we're we're just going out with a bang, like we're just trying to get to a point where we can kill off Jason. Uh, so we're just kind of like, it's not a bad movie, but it is. You're right. They're just just people are just put into scenarios where it's like there's no reason for that other than they just need to die now. Yeah, and I do enjoy the teens in this movie. I don't know if they are very they they they're, you can you can relate to them a little bit more. As crazy yeah, as that they sounds. They all felt like kids. Like, I felt like the part three ones weren't as good just because, like, why are those kids hanging out with those stoners that look 40 years older than them? But, like, and 3D has its own thing. So that's that's it. But, like, this movie, I like the twins. I mm-hmm. like the girl, Samantha, who dies in the boat. Yeah. I like the boys. Um I like the scene where everybody gets naked and just goes skinny dipping. Yeah, you said it, not me this time. I, I, I love how horny Corey Feldman was when he got to see the girl get shirtless and the guy about to do her. Yeah, and then the mom funny. coming in, just like kissing him on the head and be like, hmm, you little scamper watching these two people. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Don't do like, that. What is that. I'm gonna give you a kiss on the head now. Don't go anywhere uh, near that kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that kid is uh, creepy. Like that kid's gonna end up in a psych ward. Kid, but... <laughs> <laughs> but as the movie goes, I think it's really good. It has great kills. Like thinking it about it, I do love the boat. which I'll talk about at the very end about this. Um, but I enjoyed the corkscrew death yeah. where he sticks the corkscrew in the hand and kills Jimmy with the, like the cleaver to the face. Yeah. yeah. Like that was hardcore. Yeah. Um, but it, it's really good. And then at the end, the, the mother's dead, like mother's gone. Bye bye. <laughs> Trish is still alive trying to protect a brother. And Corey Feldman throughout this, Tommy has been a really like weird kid anyways, just because like he makes horror masks. You could tell he likes horror stuff, but like at the end he snaps and shaves his head to look like Jason. Like 
really, I don't understand why even go that route. Um, but then like takes a machete to Jason's face, you know, the, the mask comes off. Jason looks bonkers ugly. Yeah. And then, um, you know, the way he dies is basically just like the video game. Like we've said, where you, you hit him in the face with the machete, he falls and slides down it. Like, sorry, just had to make exactly. that song. Yeah. Just had to do the song. <laughs> no, no, no. I get it. I get yeah. it. And oh, then only know, difference I mean, is, is uh, Jason can't rage quit. <laughs> 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 yeah, not at that point. But it's just such good special effects by yeah. Tom Sabini, yes. who's very deep in with uh, Friday the 13th. But then at the end, when like Tommy's hugging uh, uh, his sister, like he thinks like Jason's getting up. So like he throws his arms off and just starts like going to town on Jason. Like, die, die, Tommy, die. Tommy, Tommy. As yeah. Trish repeatedly and yells out his name. Exactly. And then at the end of the movie, like, she sees him, they hug, and, like, his eyes open in a creepy way, like, oh, now Tommy's going to be Jason. Dun, dun, um, dun. Yeah. So, I mean, as Friday the 13th movie goes, like, to me, it's enjoyable. It's definitely, mm-hmm. it is what it is. And I thought it was a good start to the story. What are your feelings with like the way it ends do you think like they were really trying to go for that okay if we ever want to come back to this franchise we'll get tommy to be the new jason i it feels like it it feels like it's a direct setup to be like hey uh jason is officially dead and gone but we could always move on with this guy uh right and i mean it it is pretty much a clear and direct setup in my eyes. What about you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think the goal was if we ever come back to this, we'll do Tommy and we'll just continue the franchise because eventually we get to something that I don't think they thought of nope. and didn't mishandle, but like it'll take a couple of more Friday the 13th iconics to talk about. Um, but I really, I do enjoy this movie. I think if there's any negativities that I can give towards it, Crispin Glover's dancing, the Crispin Glover dancing is probably the best thing about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just what a wild choice. What a wild actor choice. I, I want to know what that. I want to, I wish I was like a little fly on the wall while he, came up with that idea and was like, this is what yeah. this character would do. Like, Oh, so wild, dude. Like, uh, honestly, I can't even imagine. Uh, um, but um, I think my only negative is that for the defining Jason kill, besides that sliding down the machete, I wish they would have showed Jason like during the cutting of him, like at the die, die, die parts, just because like, I want to see if he's cutting off his hands, if he cut off his head, Mm. cut off him to bits and pieces, but I guess it will work out further along. Um, What do you rank this movie? Did you, did you like it? Like as a top tier one? Yeah. Yeah. This is one of my favorite. Uh, I like, I like that one a lot because I like the introduction. Uh, Again, the characters aren't, annoying and part of the issue with a lot of 
slasher films, uh, especially the Friday the 13th franchise, is you're not supposed to really care. So they put zero effort into the characters. Uh, right. And it is a lot of, you know, and not even, I'm not hating on first time actors, but it is a lot of people that are also getting like their, their first big breaks and a couple of them never did anything after this. Uh, and yeah. it makes sense. So yeah, yeah it's, it, it's up there. It definitely, it definitely, the kids definitely help. And as you mentioned, you do have two actual stars that did go on to do a lot in this film Yeah, that help pull it back because even as wild of, of a choice as like Crispin Glover's dancing, he's still able to bring something to that character where you're like, yeah, he's a horny little bugger, but he's memorable. Yeah, he's a we'll memorable guy. Way. The twins are memorable as well because they're not even really that yes. annoying. Uh, but no. two films prior, they would have absolutely been dip, ditzy idiots that you were like, can we just get to their deaths where when you do get to their deaths, it's like, oh shit, there they are, dead. D- yeah, Damn. I definitely think if this if their characters were later on in the series, oh, I wouldn't give oh a God, crap yeah. about them. Even, even if they were Manhattan, um, if they were Manhattan version as well, you would have been like, just yeah. get to their freaking death. Just die. Just die. Just, just get thrown off the uh, boat. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of Richard Brooker as Jason? I liked it. I liked his Jason. Yeah. Uh, obviously, yeah. you know, uh, there's only one Jason, though, in a lot of our eyes. So it's, you know. Right. That that performance did not gonna catch up to that one, but it is a good. Uh, it's a strong presence. It's it's definitely uh, an intimidating Jason for sure. So so would you say out of the series of Friday the Thirteenth, Part Four is iconic? Oh, absolutely. Part Four is definitely okay. iconic for sure. Okay, I agree with you one hundred percent. So that's a Friday the Thirteenth film. On. That's a slasher film as well. Right. Now, so that's Friday the 13th, the final chapter. And I think because they did make a little bit of money on this one because mm-hmm. it was told it was the final chapter, the Paramount said, never mind, our egos are high and shining, baby, because we're coming out in 1985, a year later, Friday the 13th, a new beginning. And the synopsis is this. Still haunted by his past, Tommy Jarvis, who as a child killed Jason Voorhees, wonders if the serial killer is connected to a series of brutal murders occurring in and around a secluded halfway house where he now lives. So the movie begins with like uh, thunder and lightning, rain, and you see these feet walking and you see that's Corey Feldman. And he comes to this like graveyard where two guys come up and they're like digging the grave of Jason Voorhees. Which this alone is the one, my, like my one favorite part of the movie that will come to later uh, in the app. But the Jason awakens, kills both these guys, and then comes to Tommy, who's just like making a weird, like whimper, like oh, it was really weird. That was a weird choice. That was a Crispin Glover choice. Yeah, it was. and then Jason throws his uh, weapon at him, his machete, and then Tommy wakes up in the in a van coming to this uh, this halfway house that we find. Um, why can't I remember the name? I know it's the level in the game as well. Oh, but I crap. can't. Um, yeah, I can't remember. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. And I can't seem to find it in my little thing right here. Uh, Pinehurst, uh, baby, Pinehurst. 
Pinehurst, that's it, babies. Yeah, so he's coming up to Pinehurst, which is basically a house trying to help kids with problems and kind of fit them with society. And, like, during this, like, the introduction, there's a murder that happens uh, between one of the, well, two of the people that live there. One of the kids who's obviously this, this messed up in the mind guy, like, he just doesn't get everything he's really wonky mm-hmm. um he, and then another guy named victor well the one kid's trying to be nice to victor and you know victor's not giving him any kind of cred and then just hauls an axe into the kid and kills him oh man it is um, so unnecessary <laughs> yeah, a little bit a yeah. little bit and then and then like from that moment on throughout the movie uh, we we get a series of deaths, like a lot of deaths that center around. Um, oh my god, I didn't realize that. I'm looking at an IMDb credit, and that kind of makes me happy. Um, but there's a lot of death happening to this Pinehurst, and all these kids are starting to be killed off. Um, you know, is there anything story wise before we get to the finale of this thing? that really caught your eye in this movie uh all the nudity and the drugs and there was a lot of drugs and nudity yeah yeah it's it's it definitely to me like i know we talked about it back when we did the first one when we did the uh original how it comes across as like very much a snuff film Uh, this was like you know what we're gonna take this to 11 like this film goes to 11 like they they definitely yeah. this is spinal tapped it where they're like but this goes to 11 and that's good right and it's like <laughs> hey, you know even for a little horn dog like me there's there's i even got tired of seeing all the boobies like okay right. i can only see so much of it before i'm like really it's just unnecessary it's just gratuitous at this point uh you know i get it it's it's the incredible hulk back in the first avengers film it's just you know i just find it gratuitous at this point uh <laughs> Well, it was it yes. was weird because the two people that were doing it are like at the beginning of the movie, like this cop car comes up and brings these two kids. Hey, they were having sex yeah. in the field, like they're sexaholics. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's enough. You don't have to do any more. And then like I get going back, but like it was legitimately like, okay, b- put a blanket out and then take off your clothes. Yeah, like we didn't really get sexual act. It was just like, let's get this girl naked so she can lay there. Yeah, and don't get it twisted. Her death is disgusting because, the, the, again, once again, the game thing, like the weapon used, are the cutters that Roy uses in the game. Spoiler alert: We'll get to that later. But um, Jason kills this girl with uh, shears, and then even kills the guy with like a belt to his head, and like wraps the belt around his head and tightens it and kills yeah. him. Like. The movie has disgusting things, but I'm with you. Like that, the nudity thing is what really gets me. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's a lot. It's very explicit. Yeah. It really is, especially for this franchise. That's like, yeah, we got inspired by watching, uh, you know, from from pornos, and it's like, 
Right. Yeah, but this is like you went too far. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, and it doesn't get any better from that either. Trust me. Yeah, <laughs> no, it really, really doesn't. But there's a cast of characters in this movie, so I'm going to bring up a couple. Okay. Let me know how you feel about them. Okay. Um, so Ethel in this movie is a lady that lives close, and the kids bother her, and she gets all upset. I'll be honest. I enjoy Ethel for what Ethel is. I don't like her son. I think her son is an annoyance that, like, when he dies, you could tell that the crowd was like, yeah. See, I, yeah, I'm with you. I think, uh, I think I'm, I don't really care for her because of her son, because I just find both of them to be annoying. But if there was only one version and it was the more understandable why that version exists and is doing things, which would be her, uh, then yes. uh, but I yeah, no, nah, Ray, Raymond was I, so freaking annoying. I just love Ethel's use of F-bombs and the middle finger. Like, I thought she had an art with this character. <laughs> like, it almost came off like she she was an actress taking this role, and she was giving it her all. That's why I enjoyed her. Um, but fun fact, Matt, the guy who runs the camp... Mm-hmm is the guy at the beginning of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade that's looking for the cross and little Indiana Jones, River Phoenix, and he he steals it from him. Matt is the guy who's wearing the Indiana Jones hat. Is that so? Yeah, Richard Young. That's the actor's name, Richard Young. I just found it funny. Like, that's that's a wild thing. The like, oh wow, he did something kind of important later yeah, on. But he I did. don't like he how played Matt Fedora. He played Fedora. <laughs> he did. He played. He played. If you look at the IMDb credit, it says Fedora Holder. That's hysterical. <laughs> That's the best name ever. Oh man. Jeez, but, they um, really stretched their imagination in that script as well over there, Lucas and Spielberg. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I'm over here trying to write a script and I'm like, I can't come up with a character name. Little did I know, I just needed to call him Red Shirt. Like, that's all you have to do. Son oh, of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> funnier part is, I was the one that made up Fedora Holder. But, anyways. Um, but well, no, I, I literally like... was looking at his, his name being Fedora. <laughs> that's why I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> I don't know if the last name was Holder, but the name the name actually that I was looking at was he played Fedora in the movie. Fedora. His name's Fedora. His it's name's Fedora un- Holder. Unbelievable. <laughs> wow. Oh, good wow. job, Georgie. Oh, George my God. Lucas, this is why you did those prequels. Anyways, oh my God. Um I don't <laughs> like that Matt's character. So was Matt's character. To, okay, we're getting into spoilers. Yeah. So Jason, actually, really quick, the only last character I want to talk about, Reggie. Was Reggie annoying to you? Oh, Reggie, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so that's a, we'll move on from there. Yes, I agree. But so the whole concept of this movie is that, like, people become missing and then people start to die. So the way that the movie plays, which this is the part that I'll give credit to the movie, it plays like the original where you don't see Jason. So 
it plays like part one, like it's a mystery. So all these people end up missing. Matt becomes missing. Tommy Jarvis ends up missing, like running away. And then Jason, quote unquote, is finally shown in the third act going after Pam and uh, Reggie. And during this, like you see Reggie bleeding. And during this, you also see Matt killed, like he was uh, off screen killed, which I don't like, like. I don't mind you having a mystery, but your mystery played like, okay, it is Tommy. So we're going to play it as Tommy. I didn't need multiple people doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Reggie and Pam are fighting, uh, quote unquote, Jason. Tommy shows up and tries to do his Tommy thing like he did in part four. And Jason wasn't having it and cut him. So then they're fighting in a barn. They're going to the top. Jason is knocked from the top of the barn and like thrown onto some spikes like he's in mortal fucking combat. And then during this also his mask falls off and you see that it's this guy's face. Um, and it's not Jason. It's a guy dressed as Jason. And to learn the sheriff comes and says it was Roy at the beginning. There's this ambulance driver. And if you look at, the way he reacts to seeing Joey's death uh, from the other um, guy that uh, he was Joey's father. And so he was going to have his revenge on Pinehurst by dressing up as Jason and doing a Jason death. Yawn. So that, huh? Yawn. Yawn. Um, yeah. And then at the end of it, Tommy's been having these like flashes of Jason, which if you look at the Jason that he's having flashes of and the Jason that you see later on, because they have two separate masks, like you automatically can tell, okay, that's not Jason. Um, but at the end of the movie, last flashback, Jason goes away. Tommy finds the mask for some reason in his like clothing changing table And when Pam comes in to check on him, she hears a loud crash, comes in, and then Tommy's holding a knife behind her. And right there, it's like, okay, you did a setup where he was a psycho. Now he's no longer a kid. He is a man. So now he is the Tommy Jarvis killer, a new beginning. Like this movie said, Mm -hmm. it's a new beginning. So we're going in the direction where hot shot and Tommy Jarvis as the killer what did you think of Friday the 13th Part 5? I didn't really like it. And mm-hmm. it's... Uh, you're right, it plays good. It has the mystery box thing going for it for a while, but you mm-hmm. establish that mystery box to go one way. And I don't mind if you, you know, sleight of hand, but it's not clever sleight of hand. Right. It's lazy sleight of hand. It's, it's straight right. up like, oh yeah, we made you think it was him, but... But look at him show up, and now he got slashed. Oops, he's a good guy. Oh, wait, no, he's bad. It it just right. it feels lazy. But then again, it's you know it's the Friday the Thirteenth franchise. It is the fifth film, uh, and they are trying to do something not Jason Voorhees. So it's kind of like oh okay, uh, yeah. But yeah, no, I didn't like this movie. I don't like this movie. It is still my least favorite of all of the Friday the Thirteenth films. Uh, I watch it uh, because it is part of the Jarvis trilogy, uh, and it yeah. do, it does work within the Jarvis trilogy. But I I think they take a lot of missteps in this, yeah. And then they spend a lot of time in the next one, 
uh, trying, yeah, undoing a lot of those uh, little things that kind of were cool, kind of were like. I'm also, I'm not gonna lie. At the end of that film, when when you're like, hey, Tommy isn't the crazy one. I'm like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I'm on board with Tommy Jarvis now being the good guy. So then yeah. to end it again, where you're like, wait, nope, he really has the mask and he's gonna kill her now. It's like, well, what the? F- he should have just right. been the killer. Why the? F- why did we just go through this Roy shit? Like right, it would have right. made more Why sense. Why did we go through a whole movie to say he's not a killer just to make him? Yeah, a killer? just to make him a killer. Yeah. Like oh, actually, I, I have a I have a question for you. Do you think that quite possibly yeah. that was a studio note of they did end it? They weren't planning on that, and then they were going to end the film at, at the very end with oh, it's Roy. Da 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 da. All is said and done. Every film ends the way every Friday the Thirteenth film ends. Like shots on the lake and the right. Uh, right. And the studio I, came I, in and said, hey, tag it for a sequel. I, I, it's hard because, like, I think, I think Paramount was like, yes, let's go with Tommy Jarvis as the killer. Here's your money, Mr. Writer and Director. Make me a film. Made me a film. And I think films back in, then are a little different. It's like, you make it. Well, this is what we're getting. We got to put it out. And I think what happened was there was so much negative reaction about Tommy being the killer is exactly why what happens in part six when we get there um, of why the direction it went. To be quite honest, what's going to be great when we talk about six, you could literally not watch part five and just watch part four and six and it flows together. It does uh, because part six does feel more... uh... More connected. A sequel to part yeah. four. It, it feels a lot more connected where five feels very, we don't know what to do. The only, it feels like with five and, and even when you're watching it, that like the one thing that they did know, Jason can't be the killer. Right. Right. And that's, I don't, the, the idea of this movie is brilliant. I think it is. I like the idea that we had a copycat killer. It was a different take. Um, I don't like the execution. It does feel very draggy. Like I, when I watched it originally uh, for this, like I was like, oh, are we, are we near the end of this movie yet? And I paused <laughs> it and I had like 40 minutes left. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. So I had to take a break and come back to it to finish it. But it was just, it's just so long and tedious feeling where I felt like you could have made a very rapid style movie that would have been a little bit more enjoyable and made a little more sense of why things happened. Mm -hmm. Because when you go out of your way at the beginning of the movie to be like, oh, this kid died, this kid Joey died, uh, did he have any family? Nope. Mother's gone. No one knew the dad. Everything is fucking like he's the worst human being because no one wanted to have him and then come to the end he did have a dad his dad hung around to check on him what yeah i I don't i don't like that you try to automatically like paint a picture that's not going to happen and then that picture come true like that's stupid it's a shoot you Um, shoehorned it in you for no reason you were just trying you were just trying to be like look at the twist yeah, M. Right, exactly. Yeah, it was M. Night. We're going to do a twist yeah. here. Yeah. Next um, next thing you know, you're going to find out that the writer's actually the hero of the story and all the critics are wrong. And <laughs> Oh, wait, right. sorry. Different, different different, movie. Yeah, that's, that's a movie Can about I fairies. I get a Shyamalan at 13, please? <laughs> please? Um, I don't so... want that. I don't want that. <laughs> you don't want that at all. Because no. Camp Crystal Lake is... 
actually going to be on a different planet and this entire time we were in a holodeck <laughs> oh, and see. then jason x is killing people see i was gonna go with it's actually uh a society that's blocked off uh from the outside yes. world yes. uh and uh people that yes. have been bad get sent there uh and yes. the world is behind it but some uh some wildlife official that just happens to be M night uh, rolls yes. up on it and is like, what are you all doing out here? Uh, What's happening here? Yeah. And then realizes that uh society is feeding horrible people to uh, a monster in this village area by a lake. And the monster um, is Jason. Yes. 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 100%. 100% that movie. Uh, which I'm in. I'm not, I'm, you know what? I know this is about Friday the 13th and I just crapped <laughs> on the village, but I will say I, I actually enjoyed the village. Um, oh, I, I actually don't mind that. it. I actually don't mind it. Uh, actually, but, quick fun story about that. I saw that at the Thursday night preview. Okay, I would 20 be minutes, 20 minutes into the movie, and I leaned over to my friend who was with me, and I said, I bet you this movie is based in today. And then he took a minute and went, fuck, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and then it happened when you get the reveal, loudest, ha, ha, ha you've ever heard oh i don't know i the loudest ha 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 i ever heard was uh his movie uh when he produced uh his movie with will smith coming out and his name popped up on the screen in the theater i will never forget the reaction of (laughs) there really was a point when his name was laughable oh uh the first time i ever heard anybody react negatively was that movie devil or whatever, yeah. yeah. Which actually isn't a bad movie. Which is a good movie. It's actually a good it's movie. A good movie. It is. It, yeah. That's that's a good movie. That is an enjoyable one. But I remember the crowd reacted on that yeah. one, and then it just progressively yeah. got worse. And by the time Will Smith's uh, his Jaden Smith's film came out, oh yeah. man, that After I was Earth I felt or whatever. Oh, yeah, I felt so like at that point I was like, all right, I've crapped on the guy, but like I feel bad now. <laughs> like, yeah, I get that. Like, there, um, there's a packed theater just booing this guy and laughing at him. Oof. <laughs> hey, I mean, he made some choices. Stick he did. to low budget, he did. my friend. He did. Uh, but um, yes, back to Friday the 13th. On to this. So to really quickly wrap it up, do you think this movie is iconic? Nope. Yes, I don't either. <laughs> I, I actually, I, I, what's really funny is that so many people crap on Jason goes to hell because like Jason's not even the movie. And I'm like, well, neither is Jason in this one. So this one actually is probably a little bit worse. At least that one, A, has an actual Jason in the movie and B, had cool ass kills to get. And C, the Necker fucking Namaka. I was going to say, Jason Goes to Hell has a lot more going for it, even with Jason not in it, because uh, while 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 what I'll give part five is thinking outside the box of not doing Jason, yes. Jason go to hell, Goes to Hell thinks outside of that box in a much clever way that still keeps it a Friday the 13th film with Jason Voorhees as the pull throughout the film. Yes, it's right, not exactly. Jason, and yeah, it's a little weird that like they're eating his heart and stuff here and there and like spitting up like right. slugs and like yeah it gets right. weird and sci-fi but i'll take that over you know that guy that we focused on for all of like 10 seconds for his reaction to the guy being killed that was unnecessarily killed at the camp uh that's your killer uh and and we swerved you on tommy but did we right like, exactly uh, F and, you. and i'm and i'm with you i think 
I think, yes, Jason Goes to Hell goes weird, but I think it goes weird because of what happens in Jason Lives Friday the 13th Part 6, which we will talk about yes. right now. Um, Friday the 13th Part 6, uh, let me see. He's a really good Sorry. stylized on-screen version of Jason and really of a Friday the 13th film. Yes, it really is. It, uh, the synopsis for this movie is Tommy Jarvis goes to the graveyard to get rid of Jason's body once and for all, but inadvertently brings him back to life. Instead, the newly revived killer once again seeks revenge on Tommy and the town of Camp Crystal Lake, uh, but can Tommy defeat him? So... What I really love about this movie, because this is what I told you about part five. Yes, we retconned the whole, the whole uh, Tommy is a killer thing because you can, you can just say, oh, we put on the mask. She freaked out and was like, Tommy, what the hell are you doing? So they put him in an insane asylum, which is just like how this uh, story begins. But what I really love is that he did go to Jason's grave, so it made me go like. Oh man, that dream he has at the very beginning of part five must have stuck with him and he kept having that dream. So ultimately, that's what came to fruition. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Because his dream, he's, he's looking off and he's seeing two guys do it. This movie begins with two guys going in a gravesite. Yep. So I just really love that that's how this movie started off. And this came out one year again after uh part five so this came out in 1986 um and yes the beginning tommy opens the grave he sees jason's body but it's just not enough he takes a part of the fence and starts stabbing jason with it and then he's getting ready to uh burn jason's body because he's like i gotta make sure this happened a lightning bolt hits um the, the fence post that just went into Jason, not once, but twice, because the lightning never strikes twice in the same place. But it did. And this current gave Jason life. And, you know, everything starts happening. The friend tries to protect Tommy at this point, but then gets a nice punch through the chest and get his heart ripped out. And then right now, zombie zombie Jason is here to start his new franchise. And what I really love is at this point, the mask starts going in to his eye that we've been mm -hmm. focusing on. And then we get that sweet 007 walk across the eye to a slash of the machete for the title card. Ah, I love it. Yeah. This, uh, this film really following number five, this film really comes back with a vengeance and who, you know what, uh, in the rewatches has definitely jumped higher up on my scale of Friday the 13th films. But yeah, I love that open. I, I like that open a lot. I, a lot of things, I know we haven't gotten to a lot of it yet, but some of the mm -hmm. things like, I, I just want to get it out there. Some of the things I loved about this movie, uh, the yeah. no nudity following all the nudity uh, in the right. world from the last one to this one, this one not providing any nudity uh, is nice. And it's not to say that people don't go off to, you know, do the dirty and get killed because they do. But we don't need to unnecessarily just see a girl take her top off and then the guy vanishes and then she's laying there naked until Jason comes and stabs her with shears. Like, yeah, there's no need for that. Like, yeah. And I love no, that. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Like there is sexuality because there's even one point where like the best worst sex scene is happening <laughs> yep. 
because like the rhythm doesn't make sense. They're over cartooning it. it. Like it's awesome. The fact that we don't get that, but getting to the plot of this. So there's these kids that are about to start the new camp crystal Lake. Oh, the basically kids. the kids arrive. That's what I love yep. about this movie is Same. because we actually have it's it, I feel how you want to feel about the first Jurassic world. But the cool part about that movie was the fact that the park was open. Hell, that was the tagline. Yeah. Like the park is open <laughs> where that's, that's to me what this tagline should have had. Like camp is now open. Yeah. The because kids have me, arrived. <laughs> Right, exactly. So you get these teenagers becoming counselors. Tommy, during all of this, is trying to uh, trying to like convince the sheriff of the town that Jason is alive and like he's not hearing it. He's in jail a lot of times during this. But um, I just really dug that the interaction between the teenager um, counselors. But the kids were actually kind of great in this movie when oh, all yeah. the like Jason stuff is happening. I, I'm gonna say I'm I'm gonna say this. This is the one where the entire cast. I love the entire cast. I love the sheriff. Right. I love his daughter. Uh, Tommy is is crushing it in this one. Tom Matthews. Tom- Tom Matthews in this is the best Tommy. Yeah, Jarvis. he 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 makes that character what that character he turns that character into an iconic character. Like Corey yes. helped it, and then Five was like, "We're gonna crap all over it." And then this one with right. Tom Matthews was like, "No, no, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue the the Corey uh, legacy here and make this thing awesome." But yeah, no, I think all of the counselors, all the kids, even the kid kids that you mentioned, I think everybody is at their best in this film. Right. And and nobody's an annoying character in the process as well. Not really. Like, you know, I even think of Court. Um, Yeah. Like, you know, he's goofy. He's fun. He does it like I love his little Indian stone like explanation. He really doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. But I enjoy that he's trying. Um, And then like what this movie has has is probably one of my favorite, most iconic moments in this. So like. Not only is Court having sweet, sweet, crazy sex in this Winnebago, <laughs> but but like he's going to drive it and the girl is like having a hard time. But Jason grabs her, takes her to the bathroom. And by the way, we're hearing sweet Alice Cooper during this part. Yeah, there we are. Um, he kills her through the like mirror thing and her face goes through, which I think is pretty rad. But what I love, because this gives the iconic sh- shot when he kills Court, is that the Winnebago lands on its side and it's on fire and Jason comes up out of it standing. Yep. And that shot, I'm telling you, if someone can find me that picture, get me a poster made, it will hang on my wall because it's my favorite. Oh, it's, it's, no, this film is filled with a lot of uh, memorable moments. A lot of, I mean, the corporate paintball game is, Ah! is great because it's, it's Ah! Jason, it's Jason. It's, it's not just, it's not just unnecessary kills that you get in these films. It's Jason realizing that he is back from the dead. He is stronger than before and, and, and is learning his new powers and his new abilities before he goes back to the camp to start killing the counselors. Like it's a great, like that's a great moment of a lot of deaths that matter and make sense. 
He's learning how to shift. He's learning how to morph. He's learning how to use his sense. He's using, he's using his map. Like, I'm loving Zombie Jason. Zombie Jason's my favorite Jason. And I think they really hit it. Like you said, like, I love how he's, like, ripping arms off. And yeah, and he's looking at him how, like, what? He's like, how powerful am I? Yeah. He's throwing people on trees, making happy faces. Like, he's really learning what the zombie version of him can do yep. and i absolutely love it yep uh the end of this movie they're at the camp jason's getting to the camp so it's really like is jason going to kill these kids is jason mm -hmm. going to like cause that much mayhem but tommy convinces jason to come after him the sheriff's trying to kill him but uh, jason keeps getting up which that's got to make him feel more powerful yeah uh the end of this tommy has a boulder in a boat and a chain to wrap around Jason's neck. Um, and he gets it on and he ends up falling down to the bottom of the, not before getting his throat cut by the propeller, but, um, what did that happen? Or am I? Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. She, okay. uh, because, because he pulls Tommy, he pulls Tommy. Seven. Yeah. No, no, no. That's fine. <laughs> he pulls Tommy. What, what happens is Jason fights back, pulls Tommy into the water with him. Uh, right. And he almost drowns, and then Megan rushes in. And then when yes. he grabs Megan, she turns the boat motor on. Boat on, yeah. motor on the neck. And then Jason floats down there. Hey, everything is fine. And then we get the shot of Jason underwater. Mm -hmm. And then Iconic. it closes up on his eye, and his eye's still open. Yep. And what I really love about this movie is that's what, like, the movie begins close up on his eye and then ends close up on his eye. Like, he's not dead. He is down there just waiting to come back up. Mm -hmm. And he's... that's such a cool damn thing. Yep. This movie... Now, I didn't say it for all of them, but it, it includes this Harry Manfredini score in all three of these films, all the F-13 that he's done. But he is knocking it out each movie. And I love that, like, there's a common Jason theme in each one, but, like, part five, there's a Roy theme. Like, Roy's theme isn't like Jason's theme. Yeah. But Jason's theme carries in form six, where I'm like, ah. Oh, you're such a great composer. I love that you do that. I love the director of this movie. Supposedly, he has an idea for bringing back Friday the 13th if the rights get um, handled. He <laughs> wants to go pitch. He wants to go pitch his movie. Yeah. Uh, Tom McLaughlin is his name. But I enjoyed this. I think this movie's iconic. C.J. Gord uh, Graham played Jason in this. I thought he knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Uh, besides Kane, I think... This is my favorite. Um, also, and this was kind of cool. Tell me what you think about this. So at the beginning of the movie, Tommy's like, um, you know, he's already put the fence in Jason and the lightning happens. And when Tommy comes up, he pulls gloves out of his pocket, right? Yeah. And he uh, pulls up the thing and then he takes off the gloves and that's when Jason comes back to life. But when Tommy runs and Jason's putting on his mask, Jason put on the gloves too, because if you notice, Jason's wearing gloves. Yeah. Gloves. My take on that is that just how you brought up as well, Jason's just realizing what he is. He doesn't understand why he looks the way he looks and the powers, but he puts on the gloves so he doesn't get reminded of how disgusting he looks. I mean, it could be. I'm I'm gonna have to keep an eye on that the next time. 
Uh, yeah, I that's how this. you watch it because they're the gloves Tommy wears. And okay. I just find it interesting that he decided to put them on. Yeah. Uh, I will say there's one cool theme that we didn't mention about this that I actually really like. And that's mm. the Tommy uh, and the Sheriff Mike uh, yeah. situation where they play up the fact that Tommy might still be the one that's doing that. While we, the audience, know they're playing right. up within the film that sheriff, you know, the sheriff is like, yeah, but I know this right. guy was in an institution. I know this guy lost his mind over Jason Voorhees. So I think all these bodies I'm coming up on until I get to the camp and I actually see Jason with my own eyes. I think this is all Tommy. So like, I love that because it kind yeah. of keeps that theme going as well. Partly a little bit that was touched on in five that they then were like, yes. yeah, we're throwing away. Now nah, we're really bringing it back. Uh, so I right. like that because again, it's a little bit of the retcon where they played it up better this time around. Yeah, I I do love the fact that one through six really do play on each other. And I know, like the joke is, is like Friday the thirteenth, then Saturday the fourteenth, yeah, <laughs> Sunday the fifteenth. Like I love that funniness of it, but I do love the fact that this trilogy of the Tommy Jarvis trilogy, they're not consecutive days. No. They are separated that make you feel like, I think each of these days were Friday the 13th. Like Tommy was on Friday the 13th having to kill him. Mm-hmm. And then Friday the 13th, uh, part five, like, oh, that's where Roy got the idea because this is when he did the killings. And then Tommy came back to come kill Jason on Friday the 13th. Yep. And then woke him up like i love the idea of like everything flows even though it's time separation so to you yes this movie is iconic oh 100 uh this one is iconic to me uh maybe one of the best ones in the friday the 13th franchise as well yes i think part six honestly gives a run for its money for anybody or any of the movies to be number one um I do have my personal choices, what I think are number one, uh, including this. Like, it's like every day it could change, but it's always these three that end up being my favorite. But yes, this movie is definitely iconic. And I would say probably it's prime of being the master of what these films are. Yeah, 100% agree with you on that. Awesome. Well, guys, thanks for listening to iconic Friday the 13th the Tommy Jarvis uh, trilogy. I had a blast. I hope everybody has a safe uh, Friday the 13th. Have mm-hmm. some fun. Don't get too nude out there because yeah. you know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and don't do too many drugs. So uh, uh, you can send those to me. And uh, because, you know, we don't want you. Well, I'm just, I'll, I'll dispose of them for you. But we don't want you to get killed on this Friday the 13th from Jason. Uh, so, you know, that's one way to die. Uh, so, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll dispose of it. In a very recreational way. <laughs> I'm Batman. I'm confiscating. Yeah, I'm gonna Damn. confiscate this. <laughs> and I'm done. Uh, <laughs> well, on that note, uh, before I incriminate myself anymore, ready to wrap this bad boy up? Yeah, right. that's it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Happy yeah. Friday the Thirteenth. Bye. 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 Bye.